Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One boom round. One, one Hank Hill. One weekly discussion comics in their culture. I'm your host, Robert. Don't let your geek Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. You little troll. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, the shirt geek and writer. Oh, I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, <laughs> professional artist and illustration nerd. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. This is episode 156. Robbie's sleepy. I am sleepy mm-hmm. and still fighting off the last vestiges of a cold. At least you're moving to a place where it's three degrees year-round. Hey, hey, hey. It's not... T- tomorrow. It's not going to be... shit. It's not three degrees tomorrow. And we're not going to be there it's tomorrow. It's eight degrees tomorrow. We're only going to get to Tennessee tomorrow. <laughs> that I would I would take Tennessee. Tennessee's probably pretty cool. It's probably fine. We're not mm-hmm. going to get to see a bunch of it. Eat barbecue. Maybe. Listen to some hicks. Probably. Probably. Well. Well, Eric and I are going to be discussing the first volume of Sheriff of Babylon in Nerdboy Book Club later on in what will be an abbreviated episode of Handsome Boys Comics Hour. We're going to cut the fat, so to speak. So we're kicking Robbie off the podcast. Hey, hey, I'm only like 30%. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) But first, we have comic books that came out this very week to discuss. Are you ready, Eric? I, I can't stop this train. That's, I guess that's true. It is time for Weekly Floppies. Weekly Floppies is the bar of the show, and Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books to tell you to buy or do not buy them. There may or may not be a mush meter involved, telling if we feel particularly mushy about our decision to buy or do not buy. It's true. It's true. What our, happens? our first comic this week is Suicide Squad Rebirth, number one, written by Rob Williams, art, oh, we'll see, pencils, Philip Tan, Jonathan Clapion, Scott Hanna, Sandu Floria on inks, Alex Sinclair on colors. Um, I assume this is re- released because that movie's coming out, mm-hmm. which I've heard is not well, it good. it has, has come it out. It has come out. I've heard it's not good. Um, this comic book is also not good. It's not the best. It's, I don't know. I, 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 I think the trick with this stuff is to set your bar really, really, really low. Is to just give up. (laughs) You know, I, if I open this book and I don't, it doesn't punch you in the face. It doesn't punch you in the face immediately. Well, well, I was going to say rectal cancer. Oh, well, that's, see, that's the thing. I'm, my bar is set at just not get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. It, it it punched me in the face. Okay, two times. This is not really no. It's not that great a book. I I, I literally was expecting it to be a hundred percent worse. We have read Suicide Squad books with this this similar. I, I think with these a couple of these same characters. I don't think Boomerang Guy was 
in that comic, or nor was Rick Flag. I don't remember. Was certainly Deadshot and Harley Quinn. They were both there. The ones everyone knows. I, I, I don't know. This this is not get me excited about mm. the new Suicide Squad comic book. Um, I don't no, know. I, I don't know I, why I, Obama's in this either. To make it to make it serious. Oh. <laughs> okay. God, you're dying. When did this happen? This week. Um. No, I just I there's just nothing about this that excites me. Mm-hmm. It's very by the it, one. It's the plots. The the issue itself is a little clunky. Uh, the, the dialogue is fine, but it need. I don't know what Suicide Squad needs to have an identity, and it needs to like it needs to be unique. I think it the identity it has is that comic I don't want to read. Uh, that, yeah, I think I agree. How about here's here's what we do. Let's let's just let um let's just let Michelle Fife write it. Okay. Be done with it. I don't know why DC hasn't just driven up a dump truck full of money up to his house and told him to do that. I know. Well, that's because they don't pay people shit. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm going to do not buy on this comic book. I think um, if you like boomerang trench coats and stereotypes, Harley Quinn standing on thin air, then this book is for you. Otherwise, throw it in the trash, please. Please. Courtesy is important. Mm-hmm. Yep. Give a hoot. Don't pollute. Give a hoot. Don't read this book. That's a double do not buy on Suicide Squad Rebirth number one. Next up is Eric's pick of the week. It is Marvel Soom Soom number one. Written by straight from my nose. <laughs> Jacob Shabot, pencils David Baldion, inks Terry Pallet, colors Jim Campbell, letters Travis Lanham. If I'm being perfectly honest, Robbie, I don't dislike this book that much. It is a shameless ploy to sell stupid tchotchkes, but it is a silly, like kid-friendly book that is drawn and well produced. I mean, it is a disgusting chill for toys but i don't know. there's there's worse things that i could put in the hand of a 10 year old how would you a comic how would you describe a sum sum a stupid japanese thing <laughs> i they're like little formless pillows in the shape they put them yeah. in the shape of characters yeah the whole trick of them is they're supposed to be stackable that's that's why they're shaped like that. So it's just a thing to be small and cute. I mean, it's like, I don't know, I'd, I'd liken them to pop vinyls or something, except it's got this more Japanese aesthetic. If, I, if you think of them kind of in a, a kid robot, like alt toy mm-hmm. kind of mindset, I think it makes sense. But I don't need a comic book about them, and I don't need to buy them. They're fine. I don't know. I don't need more garbage in my life. This book looks really good, though. This artist is very fun. I'd like to see him draw something that's not a commercial. I believe we've seen seen this artist do a book before, haven't we? We do. I just cannot place it. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm a buy on this comic book. Are you really? Mm-hmm. I it's think it's hard. Uh, uh, well, tell me your reasons. Do they differ from the things that I've said I enjoy about this book? Not really. I just don't. I like. You're right. It is a commercial, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Many great comic books were commercials. I mean, I would 
I would pay dearly for a big coffee table book of uh, Hostess Pie comics. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't, you would not buy that. I probably, I would I probably absolutely would. like a nice twenty-five to thirty-dollar book of all the Hostess Pie ads. That'd be amazing. I would definitely have that. I have a soft spot in my heart for that stupid garbage. I have a diabetes in my heart for <laughs> for that crap. I um I am I'm a little skeeved out by this. It does look really nice. It is not written badly. It is a toy commercial, so I'm a little anxious about it. So I say buy four out of five on the mush meter. But this is not a bad comic book. I'm just kind of because it's a it's it's literally about selling tchotchkes and that's not inherently bad, but it does it does bother me a little bit. So that's a double buy mm-hmm. on Marvel Sum Sum number one mush meter of two. Our next comic is Killer Be Killed number one <laughs> by Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, Elizabeth Brightweiser, the be writer, artist, colorist, I believe. Uh, <clears throat> this is, you know, it's Edward Baker, Sean Phillips. They, I, I believe they are contractually obligated to do a comic book together for the rest of their lives. I, I mean, you find something that works. Why would you stop? Even though Edward Baker, I believe, is currently writing, uh, about Western robots for HBO. Why would you, why would you not want to do that? I, I mean, I, I understand. I, yes, I agree. Um, hmm. I don't, I don't, this is not what I was expecting. Um, you were not expecting White Knight, Nice Guy, Murder Police? No, not at all. I think, like, that whole aspect of it kind of, it, 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 it takes away from my enjoyment of it. I don't know that I would enjoy it a whole lot apart from that. I mean, these are these are good, solid writers, but this feels, I don't want to say hacky, but certainly tropey, you know? I'm I'm wondering like where, what's what's really going to challenge me here? What's really going to interest me here? That it's everything feels like something I've seen before. Just I, I I don't know. It it doesn't. It's good, but not unique in the way that I want it to be. I just wonder why I'm reading it. Yeah, I don't. It's it's like very well done. Like it, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, there's the, nothing. There's no part of this team that you're like, well, this guy can't write. Well, this guy can't draw. It's just fundamentally, it's yeah. like a somewhat shallow idea. Like this yes. guy has to keep killing because a demon saved him, and if he doesn't, he'll die. And and the sort of B side story to that is two of his friends hooked up, and he's jealous. Yeah, and he it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I can get behind a, a, like a dude that I don't like, like following him around and making, maybe seeing him become a dude I like, but I, there's like, there was no hook in this one for Mm -hmm. that. It's just very much like, Hey, here's a guy. He's annoying. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I think that's the worst of it. It's not that I don't like him. He's just annoying. Yeah. Well, I think there's not a single likable character in here. I mean, I think the most likable character is the, is the one that we're, well, the demon. Yeah, that's actually funny. But I was going to say the best friend that we're not supposed to like 
and the only reason we're not supposed to like him is because he smiles and he's smarmy. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, he's, this this dude's, like, in, ineffectual, like, weenie guy, and, like, his best friend is, like, dating one friend and then cheating on the other guy. I mean, they're, she's, that's, she's a bad person. I don't know that that's, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't, that's the thing, like, it's just, a, like, a, a quagmire of... Yeah, and, and I, that's, I'm sure that's probably part of the plot. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's just so bad. Just lots of bad decisions, and, and then there's a demon, and he has to shotgun people. Oh, he, yeah. He becomes the Punisher. Uh, so this is, this is, this is what being Mr. Nice Guy gets you. <laughs> no more Mr. You, nice you, Guy. You, I know. I know. Well, that's, I was going to say, you like, you know, girls that you like are like, oh, man. I really want to be with you, but I can't. And then you kill people. <laughs> this is this is the comic book about Dylan Roof. Oh no. Um I think I'm still a buy. Just on really? the I think so. I think on the merits of the creative team, their history, I feel like I have to give this a couple more issues. I I think that that's probably the smart thing to do. A lot of this does give me pause, though. Um, th th this is, uh, I don't know. It's tough to deal with. It'll be probably f justified in a couple of issues. And maybe you're supposed to feel all these things. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you're supposed to, everything I'm feeling now is supposed to be real. I mean, other things that they've done, pr pretty good. Mm -hmm. Good stories. I mean, damn. But yeah, are you a straight up buy? Yes, I am. I feel like I is a buy on the on on the weight of the potential of the fact that this mm -hmm. is all. And I, you know, these these men are very experienced, creative mm -hmm. team. They work together for I think a decade or more now. Uh, I think I'm willing to say I'll give it two, three issues, and maybe there's going to be something that is revealed that changes all of this, which I mean, Ed Brubaker almost exclusively writes like noir mysteries. So I'm, I'm waiting on that. And if it turns out I'm dumb, okay, I'm dumb. Well, I mean, no great the, revelation the two, there. The, the two things are not necessarily related. What? You right. could be dumb and this comic could be good or bad. Oh, mm, I'm just a buy. Mm -hmm. I am, uh, I'm going to say I'm a buy with like a two because I'm a little, about it it uh I'm like what i will say that if um if they had actually done that alternate cover that ed brubaker tweeted that was from a romance novel called kill or be kilt that that had a that removed the... that it had the the fabio burley man but wearing a kilt it said kill or be kilt someone tweeted it at him and it was like this is a really weird alt cover ed what's going on but it was a joke Anyway, bye, two out of two. Not a terrible book. Probably will be better. If it's not, I'll be angry. That's a double buy, Killer Be Killed, number one. A mushmeter of one out of five on the mushmeter. Mm -hmm. Our next comic book is 4001 AD, colon, War Mother, number one. Written by Fred Van Lente, art Tomas Giorello, colors Brian Reber, letters Dave Sharp. Uh, I guess Fred Van Lente has just been given... Uh, reigns to write all the titles at Valiant. Mm. Um, well, not all of them. He seems to be writing a lot of Valiant titles. Uh, this 
looks weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird and squishy and a little unfocused as well. It could be worse, but it's, I think, I mean, it, Rye was Valiant, right? It was. Yeah, I, I think they all kind of, was that the same writer? No. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. No, Rye was not written by Van Lente. Okay. I think they kind of, you know, it's not a focused narrative or any kind of story in the tradition of storytelling or, you know, story shapes. It's just a bunch of stuff happening, and then the issue ends. It, it I don't know. It I, I feel like, I like it. I don't hate it. It just does. It try. It does a lot, and I don't. Yeah, I think it would be. It would benefit from a less. Mm-hmm. A less is more man- mentality. Well, that's of, what I'm saying. Like it's. It's not a tidy story. It's just this person goes on a walk for a reason, finds this thing, talks to this thing, uh, shoots this guy, comes back. These people say this stuff. I mean, it's. I don't know. There's. There's no. Like I don't know. There's no dramatic beat here. There's no hardly anything it's just it's like the opening stage of a video game and not a story it's t- the tutorial yes press a mm-hmm. press a to betray the the, the laws of yeah, your she, enclave. She, took, she took the renegade path mm-hmm. she took renegade she punched that reporter right in the face mm-hmm. fuck that reporter i'm everything you said is true mm-hmm. i still think that this book has potential I like I said I don't think it's bad. I uh, do I I instantly kind of revolt when I see a comic book trying to be a video game. When I try and see a movie trying to be a video game, I don't know. Be be what you are. Don't video games are not necessarily great storytelling. They're just video games. It's it I don't know. I will say I am a by mush meter of 1. <laughs> Uh, five. I'll go four. Honestly, I I definitely don't hate this enough, but I don't actually hell with it. Five. Ooh. This is not something. If you're if you're looking for something that's weird and fun, I mean, this is. I mean, I would say like I've read some some humanoids, some French comics that are kind of like this. I would say this art is not quite up to that level. Do you like it? I like it okay. Um, I like this character, I think, more than anything. But she's not necessarily drawn great in every panel. And so much of it just makes zero sense. This really does feel like... This feels like a weird Fallout sequel. And and less like a good comic book. No, I'm... I'm... I'm the, the softest possible buy. So, five out of five. This is... It's... This is better than throwing your money in a ditch. If you want to get a comic, this is a comic, and it's okay. It's got some, it's got some nice pages, some nice ideas, but it 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 suffers from some serious problems. But you know what the hell? So double buy on four thousand and one A.D. colon War Mother number one, Bush meter of three out of five. Mm-hmm. Our final book of the week is Lady Killer two number one. Even though. I, that confused me because mm-hmm. it doesn't say volume two. It, it doesn't, doesn't say two anywhere. It doesn't say two anywhere in the book. It just says Lady Killer number one, but it is the second. I don't, it's like a it's a sequel, I guess, but it doesn't ever say that anywhere. So yeah, it's just the second mini series. Yeah, exactly. It says two of five. 
Yeah. Um, this is Lady Killer 2, number one. Story and art by Joelle Jones. Colors by Michelle Madsen. Letters by Crank. Goddamn Crank. Um, Joelle Jones recently locked up to an exclusive with DC. Cool. I'm imagining a superhero exclusive because obviously she is doing this for Dark Horse. Um, Big two exclusive. Um, I, that's a partially the reason I bought this, you know, cause I mm-hmm. was not familiar with her work at all. Mm-hmm. And someone getting signed to an exclusive deal is generally, you know, a source still sort of a big deal. Yeah. It's a, it's an endorsement. Um, what do you think? Eric? Um, I would be a little bit more confused if I hadn't read some of the first series, which I really enjoy. Okay. This makes her look like a serial killer. Where I remember her being like a hit woman in the first series. That was how the how it was pitched to me. Um, I like these books. You know, it, it's a fun setting with art that really works for it. And I don't know if believable characters is the correct way to say it, but they certainly work in this narrative. You know, in this sort of. 50s, 60s, housewifey sort of world, everything works really well. Yeah, it's like a very hyper-exaggerated version mm-hmm. of of this. Uh, I'm trying to uh, trying to think of the word. Um, it's like cartoony Mad Men world. Yeah, it is. Uh, hyper-violent. Um, yeah, I really I enjoy this book. I liked the uh, the original series a lot too, and I mean these are really really stellar drawings um it's interesting you can make something look stylized and energetic and cartoony but also uh feel very realistic at the same time like this is um this is the kind of comic book art i would like to see more of some of it's so on point it just hurts me it's just really really good no this is my first experience with this book and i really liked it yeah uh I, but did you get that she's supposed to be a hit woman? Because I yes. and maybe they've changed the concept. No, I got, I, I got that. I, t- I totally get serial killer from this. No, I, it's hinted at the, around the margins about like why she's yeah. killing particular characters, and I mm-hmm. and I, you know, context clues. I picked it up. Um, it just, I mean, from the title mm-hmm. alone and the way that she talks about certain the job and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. No, it looks looks really really nice. I'm of all the books we read this week, this is the one I'm certainly the highest on. Uh, we've we've read some not so not so amazing books this week. Although we did say bye on almost all of them. Not on Suicide Squad. Not on Suicide Squad. I I, I that you could have predicted that from a mile I away. Probably could have. Um, These pretentious nerds did not like my stupid comic book. What we should well you know. Suicide Squad Rebirth number one gets bad reviews. You should just ban Comixology. We should definitely. It's Comixology's fault. It's probably so. Uh, Lady Killer 2 number one is a very, very, very good comic book, and I mm-hmm. suggest that you buy it. I think everyone should buy it. I'm I'm glad I got to read one one comic book this week that I'm not like I'm not a little bit a little bit sad to put down. It's good. Like Bart no, no, no Sum Sums in it at all. Zero Sum Sums in Lady Killer 2 number one. That is a double buy. Mm-hmm. Did you read anything else this week, Mr. Goodnight? Uh, hell no. <laughs> I read Batman. Just just all Batman? I read Batman number four. Read the word Batman? I was actually, um, I'm, 
It's the first one when that made me go, mm, I don't know about this. This is the this is uh, Gotham. Yeah. Gotham and Gotham Girl, yeah. I would not want to be I would I would be sad if I did not like a Tom King book because he has impressed the shit out of me so far. Well it interesting things happen in it. I just I'm waiting to see how everything evolves and in and probably reread everything as a whole and see if that colors my perception differently. Because I feel like it suffers because I went, oh, I just read it by itself because it, those, they're coming out twice a month now. So mm-hmm. it's not, it's fresh on my mind. Uh, but it's still. I have to come behind you and check it out. Ooh. You said the magic words. What? Check out your behind? Sure. Mm-hmm. Creeper. Yep. That's me. Uh, we are going to move on. Uh, we're going to, we're going to skip checking in this week. I am, uh, like Eric mentioned, I am moving to Canada tomorrow. So. We are we are jumping straight to our final segment. It is time for Nerdboy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I will assign a longer collected work, discuss it in depth like you would a book club, except it's a comic book. So smart. What? This week we are discussing uh uh we just the, just mentioned Tom King. We are discussing his uh, his and Mitch Gerard's Sheriff of Babylon, Volume 1, which are issues 1 through 6. Uh, you, which ones have you read before this, Eric? How far have we gotten? Only a One couple? and two. One and two? Okay. It stopped being familiar to me after that. I've, yeah, you're right. Um, I had read this pretty recently, uh, the, and the newest issue just came out this week, which I believe is mm-hmm. 8. 8 just came out. Was it uh, 8? I thought it was 9. Maybe it was 9. You might be right. I believe it's gotten up till nine because I it was hard for me to stop reading. To stop, yeah, it is yeah. number nine. Is you yes, you have not read it yet. Okay, six does. There's a lot of gut punches in this comic book. Yes, there are a lot of just like, hey, everything is bad, and you should feel bad. I don't know if that's how I read it. There's certainly a lot of horrifying, shocking moments. I, I don't know. I certainly feel bad after think, some of these things. I, I don't, I don't doubt that. I don't know. Maybe I'm, a, maybe I'm a sociopath. You're going um, to describe me what a sociopath no, is. No, I'm not going to do read that. A, you read a, you read a I book. Read the, I read that one book. Um, Tom King. Now mm-hmm. fame. This is like almost like I've seen so many news stories. It's probably just because I follow him on Twitter and he retweets mm-hmm. them all, but he he worked as a CIA operative in in Iraq after it was uh what's the word I'm looking for Eric uh occupied by american okay. forces did not know what you were going for there o- occupied by american forces he w- did a job uh similar to the main one of the main characters mm-hmm. where he and he he, he sends each dra- rough draft of his comic to the CIA to make sure he's not giving away anything He's not supposed to. So he knows all this stuff from experience. Um, rough impressions, rough feelings. Does it, do you, thoughts change at all from the first two issues to reading? No, no. It's um, a pretty amazing, very authentic feeling uh, book that, I mean, it doesn't really. I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't look away from the ugliness and it doesn't seem to whitewash the problems or any of that stuff. And I I like that. That's that's what's so good about this. I would 
I don't know, this could easily be done really, really poorly. And I think it's a kind of story that a lot of us wish we had heard. Wish there was more stories about, I don't know, it's just narratives we don't hear. It's hard just to, to seek this stuff out. You know, no one wants to talk about these conflicts and these ugly wars and all these things and all the shit we've been doing bad. Everyone just wants to, I don't know, everyone just wants to lean on their biases and not really look at the reality of the world. I think this tries to. Yeah. It's, it's, it is pretty ugly at times. It is. It is. That's, that's undeniable. No, it is certainly very ugly. Um, I feel like, like you said, it would be very easy to do badly mm-hmm. because many, many people try and make these, these issues, these, this story more black and white than it is. And this, it is very complicated. It is a very complex thing with many, many different perspectives, and I think they were smart to include, like, these three main characters that are all coming at this, I don't even know what to, this war, Mm. I suppose, from completely different angles. You know, you have this very white-bred American guy who just wants to be do good and is dropped into an unwinnable situation, basically. Yeah. And you have this former torturer for Saddam who's still around and still knows how to, like, still knows the ins and outs of Iraq. Mm -hmm. And then you have this uh, Sophia, who is Iraqi but lived in America, and they is this power player behind the scenes. Like, it's all very interesting, and it paints a very nuanced portrait mm-hmm. of everything you you're getting multiple perspectives and seeing like it's really the thing that i think that surprises me most about this book is how it makes like really um what would be boring bureaucracy and mm-hmm. like red tape seem interesting and important about how and why this war and the occupation just makes it how it makes it go so bad (laughs) like a lot of like literally like a lot of the problems that happen are just because the government's stupid yeah and doesn't know how to talk to itself what do you think about the end of issue six refresh my mind on what happened nasir's wife i know yes that is what happened it was when um uh, Fatima was killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I did not see that coming. No, you, you basically knew as soon as she walked out there that that's what was going to happen because that's what fucking happens. Especially after it's it it it's really rough because you get that like the large part of an issue is just her and uh, mm-hmm. Christopher just like bonding. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, just drinking in ruins. Well, that was the issue before. Yeah, it was. But, yeah. It's goddamn incredible. No, it... I don't know, like... That is, I think, the the thing that this comic does so successfully is that makes you feel... Like, so often, especially as Americans, we see just the numbers, you know? Mm. And you never... You don't 
and like I understand that every single one of those numbers is every like those are people with lives. Yeah, but, and, I, but well, your your brain can't really process that. It's I don't know. It makes me think of um, the Joss Whedon X Men book where the Sentinel was suddenly given the ability to feel empathy, and its computer brain could understand the numbers. Like we we're I mean, a million means nothing to us. Mm-hmm. Like, you literally can't picture what a million people looks like. Any more than ten, I think. Any more than your fingers, you start losing yeah. track. Yeah, exactly. It just becomes meaningless. It's just statistics. It's just a number. Um, it's why this is so much more effective. It's, it takes these people that we just don't know enough about in the West, mm-hmm. humanizes them, shows terrible shit terrible relatable stuff happening to them i don't know it's it's interesting it's the kind of story where everyone thinks they're being a good guy Mm -hmm. and no one is kind of yeah and and that's so so interesting i feel like our main characters are that is something they all share Mm -hmm. in that they don't they're under no illusion that they're they are trying to do what they believe is the right thing. Yes. But they, I don't think any of them think that they are, you know, uh, are perfect. I think they mm-hmm. all are aware that every they are making mistakes and just doing bad things along with the good. And even, I feel like even, I don't know, like, it seems like they want to paint Nasir as the worst of the three because he has done all these horrible things in his past. He'll, the first thing we see him do is just like assassinate three dudes in his basement. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I still don't like you see what he goes through. Yeah. And it's impossible not to empathize with him. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I don't know. Nasir's kind of like the best man in Westeros. Yeah. That's it's, um, it's a really ugly world and he's just trying to, I don't know. He's certainly been put in some ugly positions. He was the torturer. Yeah, he 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 yeah. lived. Uh, he worked under Saddam and was very one of the yeah. few that that have uh, continued after his reign was over. How much have you seen? A lot of the have you seen? Um, oh, what's that movie? The bomb movie. Uh, Hurt Locker. Mm-mm, never. I feel like that is one of the few other things that. Like works of fiction that are mm-hmm. co- comparable to this and at least in depth. Like it's not, it's, it makes it great. Like it's all gray. There's no, mm-hmm. there's, it's just people trying to do their best, but you know, they're still failing constantly. Yeah. What do you think of uh, Gerard's art? It's very good. I mean, it's, um, to me, it's unfortunate when something is very photographic. I mean, thankfully, he does interesting things with the mark making to uh, sort of liven it up. And, you know, the backgrounds are nice and the color works really well with it. You know, it really gives a good sense of of um, a good sense of place. Like you feel like it's a desert story. You know, it's this desert world. Um, I think making all these characters unique and identifiable it's it's pretty impressive. There's a lot of good things going on. It's just I don't know. I wonder if this book would be better or worse if it was more stylized, if it was 
less just straight photorealistic. I I think I I I think I prefer it with the the more photorealism. I mean, I th- it makes the it it really it, it, tells the brutality. Of, well, that's what I was gonna say. Is it makes the I'm not saying make it cartoony. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what a. Um, I keep coming back to the Scott McCloud idea mm-hmm. of distance, you right. know, that when it's this photorealistic, I mean, it, it maybe it makes the brutality uh, feel more real and grotesque, but it's also more like watching a nature documentary, you know. The, I wonder, perhaps this is the only tone, the only correct tone to tell the story, that... Like, I'm wondering, I mean, maybe a story like Powers, you know, told the way Powers looks, you know, noir-ish, but with stylization. I just, I question, like, what what helps you identify with people more? This just, this is like watching, this is just like watching a good movie on this material. And I feel a lot of the photorealistic stuff, that's what they're trying to do. I, I don't know. I wonder... It, Whenever I see photorealistic art in a comic, I'm like, well, how could it have been done a little bit different? I don't know. I, the, um, I guess an, uh, an example from this week that is a little more energetic than this would be uh, uh, Lady Killer. Yeah. You know, that I think a world like that could work. You know, the, the, it's realistic enough, but it's just it's got a little bit in there. And I think that 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 little bit of stylization, you know, it erodes some of that distance, you know. It, I feel less like I'm standing back watching things happen, and more like I'm I'm in the action, and I can put myself in 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 what's going on. Does that make sense? It's a very abstract thing. No, I understand. I think I actually prefer. I- like I do, I agree. I feel like it needs the photorealism. I think it needs the that starkness. That it's well, it's like looking at Holocaust photography. It, it sometimes yes. Uh, Versus like mouse. Yeah, I you feel know like what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel like because of exact because of this is there's such immediacy to this, you know, because it mm. is like there are still U.S. forces uh, in the area, uh, and because. I, th- I think we're supposed to feel. I, I don't. I'm not sure if the the metaphor works here, but you set, use the word distance. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a certain. I, I certainly felt this way as I was reading this. A certain amount of powerlessness. Yeah. About You're watching things happen, and that would that 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 works towards that. Sure. Yeah, and I just I feel like the art and the story suit each other tonally Mm -hmm. you know could you make it more stylized i think you could and it wouldn't negatively necessarily impact the story but i feel like it it suits this story in particular i don't Mm -hmm. just because of you mentioned the holocaust and mouse uh you know that i think that's that's the difference between those two things and maybe i am describing a very fundamentally different story where i mean per your argument this is done by design to give you that feeling of things happening around you 
where in mouse you feel like you're in it you feel like it's happening around you with you you're in it is happening to you you know mm-hmm. you you feel the emotion that these characters or the characters are going through where like i watch uh was it nasir 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 which nasir i i it's like that's a man who's sad because his wife was shot mm-hmm. you know i don't feel his pain but i'm like of course he's sad his wife was shot I'm watching a man be sad, mm-hmm. you know, versus like I'm I'm watching. I don't remember the character's name in Mouse. It was Art Spiegelman's father. Mm-hmm. Um, but like these things are happening, you you fe- you develop so much empathy because that character you're putting yourself in those shoes. You know, the whole idea of the simple character and you projecting yourself onto them. That you, I don't know, you go along with it and your own empathy makes you feel like you're there as well. Yeah, this book feels very much like you're a, a like a wartime reporter and you're mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, yeah. It's like the news story, it's a news the news documentary about occupation of Iraq who's following these three characters. It is I I appreciate the grounded realism in it and I feel mm-hmm. like the art does reflect it for better or for worse. Um Can you think of any other comics like this? What aspect? The the art, the realism, the violence? No, just the, something the reflection that, uh, of a, a com- reality. Yeah, like a, a a comic book that is telling a story. You know, I mean, we, we obviously cannot. I don't think if they asked Tom King, I think him, he himself would just say, "No, I it is based on things I saw." I believe that mm-hmm. is what he has said. But any other comics that I mean. This is still a, like, Occupation of Iraq is very, still recent. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm trying to think of other comics that have done a story like this about, you know, something that, like, there are comics that are, I can't think of like a comic that is, that takes Vietnam mm-hmm. seriously. Mm-hmm. I, or, I mean, there are, like all the like war Fury Max does not really take it seriously. It's got Barracuda in it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean not that not that it takes it like lightly, but it is still a Garth Ennis cartoon story. Yeah. As much as I love it. No, it is great, but it is certainly yeah. not this. It is not this. That's what I mean, like I think of war comics, I think of stuff like that or, or... Sergeant Fury, Sergeant yeah. Hawk. It's their their action, you know. It, it's a, someone's behind enemy lines, or troop, or you know, the the Sarge has got to get him out, or something like that. Mm-hmm. This is very much, and there's not really that much like co- combat in this. It is it's mostly yeah. about conflict that can't be solved with a gunfight. It's kind of like a true crime comic set in yeah the occupation of Iraq. Yeah, which. I'm trying to think of other comics, like the like that grounded realism of true crime, but mm-hmm. set in a real world situation that is looking at like our the actual. I won't even say use the word problems, issues mm-hmm. surrounding such a huge political event. The complexity of it, yeah, like it, it's, it's. I just can't think of anything else. No, it's pretty singular that way. I think that's what, I mean, when you read it, that what immediately strikes you is like, it's very, it's a unique thing. There's, there's nothing else like it. 
I imagine we'll start seeing things like it because it's been so successful both critically and commercially. I don't know. It, it's just hard to a pretty, it's could take a pretty singular person. It's to hard to look like this. Hard to replicate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they'll be, I doubt they'll be as successful at it. I mean, it, it, this book works on a lot of levels only because Tom King has mm-hmm. that firsthand experience of being in, in this exact situation. And now he's writing Batman. It's a thing to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. What happened to my... What's going on? The cats take it. Yeah, cats took my uh, tablet. Yeah, they that's what they did. They mistook it for a vole and killed it. What do you think about Sophia? She's pretty damned amazing. I mean, all the main characters are incredible characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't... It doesn't take a whole heck of a lot. I don't know. All their, everything they're introduced with is incredibly impressive. They did a masterful job of introducing all of your characters. They just like, they all show up and they're like, yeah, I got, I got some stones. Here we go. I killed your whole family. I'm going to talk to this girl with a bomb on her chest. I'm going to murder three guys in my basement. It's, it's pretty impressive. No, she intrigues me more than anyone. And I think it's, I think it's because, like, I don't know if there's more depth to her character, but there's a lot more mystery there. Like, you have a pretty good idea. It's Christopher, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You have a pretty good idea what his life is like. And we can piece together enough of Nasir's, you know, who he is. You basically don't expect surprises there but she's like a complete anomaly that she would be in this position that she would come back from the united states and become this incredibly powerful like combination of like a warlord gangster like you know community chairperson private military contractor whatever in the hell she is like she's amazing and complicated and god that whole scene where she either just had an abortion or like she found out that she was pregnant and the 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 RPG blast mm-hmm. like terminated the pregnancy mm-hmm. it's hard to say what had happened there i felt like it was purposefully it felt purposeful to me yeah babe. which i i would it makes her much more interesting that it's purposeful i feel like a lot of it, i i don't know personally i felt a lot of the images that I'm presented with of the Middle East and of women, you know, is mm-hmm. that women are stripped of all their power in, yeah. in a lot of their culture. Mm-hmm. And when you're presented with this character that is the most powerful, mm-hmm. it is immediately interesting. Her and Fatima are both. Yeah. They're, they're both very strong. It, which makes the death of Fatima even... <laughs> Mm-hmm. harder no exactly like because fatima is the reason nasir is alive basically mm-hmm. she shotgun she, she shotgun those people yeah it's pretty badass yeah it hey guys this guy this comic is good <laughs> it's it's really is it it is one of the few comics i'm subscribed to because I'm, I want to make sure I get them all. It's lovely. It's it's the best. It it's 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 such 
if someone had pitched this comic to me and said, here, this is a comic that's coming out, I'm like, uh, that's going to be hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're going to set, like, it's going to be like a kind of like a true crime novel, but it's going to be set in occupied Iraq, and it's going to actually, mm-hmm. like, actually, uh, like, really, like, analyze the, the depth and nuance of the, the different cultures and and uh forces clashing there and actually show you a, an accurate representation of the brutality that the uh, our american interaction with the the region caused mm-hmm. and it's going to do it really well i'm like eh, you sure <laughs> you sure it does it's going to do all that but this it has exceeded every expectation i've had every step along the way oh yeah comics are good yeah i'm gonna crawl into tom king's lap and purr this book is really good god i could just read it over and over force everyone i know to read it it's amazing this is gonna be a tv show i would be angry if it was not eventually i mean i i'm, I'm not it hasn't been optioned it, yet or but no, i it, need, it needs to be i'm like in five years amc is gonna have like the first episode of the sheriff of babylon and it's going to have to be on a channel that's pretty gutsy. You're not going to see this. I mean, AMC's not a bad choice, aren't they? Who's it that's doing Southern Bastards? I want to say it's FX, but I'm not positive. Who's doing Preacher's doing uh, AMC, right? AMC is Preacher, yeah. Yeah. They changed it too much. <laughs> too much. I, yeah. I apparently, like, uh, Donnie Cates, a comic writer, mm-hmm. has he's been watching it. And he, he seems to share our general sentiment. And his after watching, he said he's I, he, on his Twitter. He's been tweeting, and he said he finished it the first season. It just ended, mm-hmm. and he's like, I and, and I think other people have said other things. It's like you're basically right where you want to be now. Like th- mm-hmm. this is where it should have. Like it seems like it took a season to just uh, it, to do like. I don't know the purpose of it. It feels like mm-hmm. it's just starting. Like season two is like you can just skip season one. And I, I will, I'm, I'm going to, we're off topic, but I'm going to try and watch season two. I'll, I'll start over in season two and see if it makes it worth it, but I don't know. But I feel this, this thing is so ripe for television, this serialized TV show. Gosh. No, it would be, it would be amazing. This is a really, really good comic. Um, Absurdly good. Yeah, it, it. Completely, Un- unbelievably good. Complete, actually, completely unique thing. There's, mm-hmm. there's nothing like it, and we, the, the, that is a harder thing to say all, every day in comics because as soon as something becomes successful, everyone else does the same thing. Yeah, um, and I'm sure we'll see takes on this idea in the future, but I doubt any of them will be as successful as this one is. I wonder how long it was after the uh, Vietnam War before we had any successful storytelling about that uh when did full metal jacket come out that's kind of the th- first thing that i thought of too i think it was like 80s i was gonna say it's an 80s movie yeah like it's early 80s i want to say maybe 1980 i yeah but i th- like that's the thing i think like of an actual an accurate a, like a interesting look at the the, the conflict mm-hmm. you mentioned southern ambassador so this book is they're not the same but they f- it makes me feel the same mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's uh, it's about the American occupied South mm-hmm. after the war in the states. Brutality of man. The war between the states. Mm-hmm. 
you're not too far off. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <sighs> They're both like show the ugliness of people mm-hmm. and very very well. Oh, is there anything we missed, Eric? Anything we should talk about? I don't think so. I never want to stop reading this book. It they he says it, he has a preacher length in mind. Oh wow. I find that so hard to believe. That would be unreal. I feel like he's I think he, Tom King has said that this there's like he I you know there's arcs in it. I think, I think he said he had 12 issues and then as you know obviously has become successful. So and now that he's DC exclusive, I they're probably like, yeah, you can do your Vertigo comic as long as you want. Um but I that's what he has tweeted recently. It's going to be the length of Preacher, roughly so 60ish issues. I'm curious to see where it'll go. He probably has a lot to say. I'm a buy. I'm mm-hmm. a buy. Sheriff, Sheriff of Babylon, Volume 1. It's, it's good. Go buy it. Go read it. Go tell everyone else to buy it. Okay, folks. So, as I've already mentioned, I by the time you're listening to this, I will be driving to Canada. To, and therefore, we'll be setting up a new home. We're going to take a couple weeks off. Come back. Uh, let's see. It will be on... 29th of August be our next episode dropping. We'll be reading for Nerdboat Book Club. We'll be reading The New Frontier by the late, great Darwin Cook. I'm very interested to discuss it with Mr. Goodnight. So, once again, 29th, two weeks time. Actually, three weeks. That's right. Two weeks off, three weeks time. New Frontier, Darwin Cook. That'll do it for to do it for us today. We are the Hands of Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Links to new episodes. Links to our Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. On Twitter, at hbchour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Reach out any of those places. Let us know what you're thinking, feeling, what you're reading, what you want us to read. If there's something out there that we're not talking about, let us know. If you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play Music, on any of the podcast service apps or, or whatever you use. To listen to us um, really helps us out. Helps new people find the show. Obviously, word of mouth is also greatly appreciated. Let your friends know about us. You can find me on Twitter at Mixmaster Serial. It's M I X M A S T E R C E R E A L. Eric, where can they find you online? What a super good question. You can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com, and you can see. Many of the other things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram where I'm known as Easy Goodnight and my Twitter where I'm Mr. Bad Example, spelled MR Bad Example. So that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. The rock and roll.